the Hit the Light Podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air. Covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the lights. The Hit the Light Podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hit the Light with Mike and Big Frog Podcast. Now, today we're going to do an episode on Eddie Murphy, one of our, I'm assuming, influence both of us. Um, But before we do that, we're going to get to our weekly Shit We Missed segment. Now, one of the things that I missed um, from the Metallica episode is that I feel like I just kind of talked shit about Hetfield, like thinking he wasn't a great singer at first or whatever, whatever. Yeah. I totally left out that he's like one of the greatest rhythm guitarists in the game, <laughs> you know, and that like everybody in thrash metal kind of stole from him after that. Yeah. You know, so props to Hetfield, you know, great rhythm yeah. player, great player in general. And yeah, uh, got to give him, got to give him that. He's written that. A, a fuck ton of, of fuck, riffs over fuck, the years. Fuck load of fucking I mean, riffs. I know Kirk does his share of writing too yeah james i think he's the one that puts together most of that yeah um he's also you know i think he's kind of an underrated uh as far as doing solos too he's got a little he's got a little something he's got a little feel yeah he doesn't do that as much obviously right but um he does a solo in on the new, the latest album. Right, uh, right. He's got a couple solos in there. Yeah. Um, one of them on, uh, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I trip out when, when rhythm players, yeah. when, when dudes that are mostly rhythm players play mm-hmm. solos, yeah. sometimes they look like they're kind of not comfortable. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like, um, Rudy Schenker does it too. Yeah. And he plays solos. It, it's like he just looks, it looks weird. It looks out of place, but it sounds good. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the way it is with Hetfield yeah. too. Uh, Halo on Fire was the yeah. song that I just ran and we blanked go. on right there. He's got a solo in there. And it's actually kind of funny because um, for a while it seemed like Kirk was falling off with his, his right. shit. Right. Yeah. It so did. if I heard a solo, that I actually liked. I started just kind of assuming it was Hetfield. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe, maybe <clears throat> But so. he tends to have, his his aren't as flashy. Or yeah, no. Definitely don't have as much wah pedal in there. But right. He tends to have the more harmonic shit. And yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of hard, I think, to have like the, the dexterity of lead yeah. and still have that anchor, that solid, you know, yeah. it's really hard to do both, man. I, I, well, yeah. Well, especially when you're covering vocals, too. Yeah. I mean, that's like Dave Mustaine is an, a, a brilliant guitarist. And yeah, for he sure. was a total shredder when he was in Metallica. But right. once he started his own band and had to sing and everything else, right. he slotted himself over to rhythm. Yeah. And he's um, he's got he's had an all-star team of guitar yeah. players in that band. But he'll still try to match him shred for shred. Oh, yeah. And, and he can still play. He can, but, he can uh, still play for sure. As a matter of fact, I was I was watching a, um, a DVD from 2013, a mm-hmm. uh, Megadeth um, DVD, and man, that band was sounding good with Chris Broderick on guitar. Yeah, 
fuck, dude. Well, they yeah, sounded I, fucking I, I great. I saw them open. Well, I it was dual headlining, but they went up first when they were touring with uh, Slayer okay. a few years back. Right. And they fucking stole the show. Yeah. Like, it was... Megadeth fucking killed it. Yeah. And... It was kind of funny because, like, I ruined the show for my friend Alex a little bit because mm-hmm. I had kind of been looking into what the set lists. I do that all the time now. I always look. I kind of want to see what to expect with the set list. And this, I guess, it was sort of, it was like the the anniversary, it must have been like 20 years or something, mm-hmm. of um, uh, Rust in Peace. Right. And... Um, What's uh, one of the Slayer albums? But <laughs> yeah. I'm not as big into Slayer as the other Thrash right. ones. Right. But um, so they were playing the, the albums in, in their entirety. Uh, yeah. So Megadeth played all of Rust in Peace and then a couple of their hits. Right. And then Slayer did the same thing. Right. And Slayer went on and it was just. I would love that if it was Rain and Blood. That yeah. would be it wasn't my that, no. shit. It was uh, the one with Dead Skin Mask. Right, and, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, which is a fucking killer album. Right. I don't know why I'm blanking on the album title right yeah, now. Yeah. My, my short-term memory is like <laughs> shot out. It's not even funny. But, um, yeah, and Slayer, they, their sound was fucking off. And, really? And, yeah, and it was like... That's interesting. You get a little used to when you see bands, they get like... Part of it is you kind of want to see what the stage banter is going to be. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And Slayer, it's just, well, play I'm, the song, play the song, play the right. song, play the song, play the song, play the song. We're out in like an hour. Right. <laughs> I've always said the same thing about two bands for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I've always said, Slayer is Slayer. Yeah. If you go see Slayer, you're going to see Slayer. Yeah. And if you've seen them last year, it's going to be almost exactly the same yeah. thing. And Motorhead is Motorhead. Yeah. Right. Both I mean in a good way. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, the last time we saw Motorhead wasn't Motorhead, but yeah, you, you know, you saw Lemmy. And, like, and I guess I guess it, died, it so. looks like Slayer's getting out before that happens. Because, yeah. Yeah. They're well, talking about being done, or that's you know what? It, there's something to be said for a band that knows when it's time to, yeah. to hang it up. Yeah. And you know. Um, you can only play that fast and that heavy for right. so long. Which, frankly, the fact that Slayer is still right. Slayer at you know at their age. I mean, sure, that's it's not the original band anymore. Right. And, you right. Know, Jeff passed away a few right. years back. And yeah. He was kind of the the guy writing all the riffs for them. Right. Yeah, and he was the better guitar player in the yeah. band. Also, you know, Kerry King. I mean, you know. <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with it. Like I was, uh, I was uh, illustrating it to my girl the other day. You know, mm-hmm. and I go, yeah, he's kind of the he makes noise, and yeah. he does these things, but they fit with yeah. the thing. But nobody's gonna, you know, he's not a virtuoso, no, by any stretch. I, yeah, I mean, we'll bring it up, Motorhead. Like you, Lemmy, um, he, I'm not gonna say he's not a very good bass player. Yeah, I think he is. I, he's a, he's an awesome bass player, yeah. but. His bass sound wouldn't work in like literally any. Oh, other it band. wouldn't hardly work like, in anything. His yeah, bass no. sound wasn't that bass sound when he was in Hawkwind. Yeah, you know, no, he, yeah, he plays bass through a guitar amp. That's yeah. like the weirdest shit ever. Well, yeah, he plays bass through a guitar amp with a pick. Right. And so he basically plays rhythm bass. Right. When we <laughs> yeah. do our Motorhead episode, I'll tell you the story of how Lemmy took part of the hearing in my left ear. <laughs> but that's another well, story. Uh, if it's anything, how he took. The hearing in my right ear. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, so Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live from 1980 to 1984. Yeah. And that just so happens to be like that same like golden era of metal yeah. time, you know? So, God damn, that was a good time. That's like, that's just but obviously, you became aware of him much later. Oh, yeah. You know? For me, it was one of those things where, um, you know, it's like hopefully everybody's uh, understanding that every once in a while we're going to co- cover comedy right. <laughs> on yeah. our podcast. I think I put in the description that we discuss comedy and metal, but right. this, this is our, our first Straight up comedy episode, right? And we decided we're gonna talk about Eddie Murphy on right. that. Now, who might well have been like the first rock star of comedy. Oh fuck! Yeah. you know there were Richard Pryor was big, yeah, and Carlin was big, and there's a lot of big, uh, you know, comics out there. Right. Uh, Lenny Bruce would have been like the underground, yeah, rock yeah. rock star, but yeah. yeah, no, Eddie Murphy was like. The arena fucking rock. Ma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, well, I mean, he's he's selling out arenas yeah. and fucking, you know, releases two specials in movie theaters. Yeah, and, and people go and see that. Right, like who the fuck? Like, I can't imagine like any comics now for the most part that would put a special out in the movie theater. Right, and people would just go and pay money to watch a stand-up comedy special at the movies. Right, yeah. Unless there's way more to it. Like that Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. But, you know, Kevin Hart's a different thing. Uh, I know he's not your favorite. (laughs) But he's all right. No, I I mean, I really like Kevin Hart in movies. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think he's a funny dude. Yeah. I just like his stand-up. Well, it's not for me, but uh, I can see why people like it. Yeah, that, let's put it that now, way. Now, for me, Eddie Murphy, it's like you said. You know, I'm you're you're a tad bit older than me. Mm. So, for me, Eddie Murphy was that thing where his movies were already whack. When oh, okay. I was kind of getting a feel for like like you didn't think of him in like anything pretty particularly cool in the '90s. Okay, so it was like. You know, was it Big Mama's House or whatever the nah, fuck? No, that that's was, a, uh, no, that was a. I'm like, yeah, he was in some uh, other shit. Uh, we're like all um, fucking up, but no, he was in a few movies that were kind of duds. Was like, like Norbit? Yeah, Nor. Yeah. I was thinking of fucking Norbit. Yeah, Norbit. I was just thinking of. See, but I like Norbit. I was like, I was trying to. Re- there's too like, hey, there's too many air quotes urban comics. Uh, in fat suits <laughs> yeah. that were happening around that time. Yeah, I and, see uh, that. Um, but yeah. But I, like the Nutty Professor, you like that, right? That was good. The Nutty Professor was okay. But with all the characters? Yeah, but that's but that's the thing. He was already this family-friendly, goofy comic. Right. And then it was like one of those... Nothing dangerous. Yeah, but then then you hear about later, it's one of those deals where like people will talk shit about Eddie Murphy and how his movies are whack and this and that, but they, they started, you'd start hearing that, oh yeah, but he used to be sick as fuck in the mm-hmm. 80s. And, you know... Martin Lawrence. Is Martin Lawrence at Big Mama's House. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. Uh, but yeah, he was... Um, so that was the thing is people were like, dude, Eddie Murphy used to be fucking amazing. Right. And, and you're like, like, what? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then finally, I don't know, I was probably in my mid-20s or something. Yeah. You know, I was probably younger than that. I think it was when I was working at Hollywood Video. 
Okay. Um, I was just looking through. Did the... you have to wear the um, like where you're dressed like an usher? No, I got out after the that shit. It was <laughs> I had to wear a, a purple button up shirt. Right. And uh, it fucking looked wag. I used to call it my man blouse. Right. <laughs> right. But no, I missed out on the the those outfits. But uh, because I... when I was busted, I had to plan. I had this plan. That when I got out, because you know when you get out, you have to get a job right away yeah. or your PO gets pissed off at you. Yeah. So my plan was I was going to work at Hollywood Video. <laughs> that was your plan. And I was just going to bang young chicks. That was my <laughs> plan, right? But then I, I went there and I saw that they were wearing those fucking uh, Usher uniforms. I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so change of plan. Yeah, well, your girlfriend is what, like... Uh... How, how, how much younger than you? Um, she was born when I graduated from high school. Yeah. Well, I mean, you forgot to bang young <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that part worked out. But no, that the, that old Hollywood video outfit was not going to get you pussy whatsoever. No, 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 no. I couldn't do that. But uh, so anyway, I think I was going through the comedy section when I was working at Hollywood Video. So I was probably 23, mm-hmm. 24, something like that. And... Uh, that's what I came across, uh, Raw. Right. And I think we didn't have Delirious in stock at the time. Okay. So I got Raw, and I took that home and popped that in. Yeah. And it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Like, I was dying. Right. And then, of course, you know, later, it's like, oh, that's a it's a second one. And then everyone's like, no, Delirious is even funnier. Yeah. You see Delirious. Yeah. And I'm going to say right now, for my money, Delirious is... The greatest comedy special of all time. Wow. That yeah. I don't think anything can fucking touch it. And I've seen a lot of comedy, but right. that one is just, he's at his peak. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, 21? Yeah, he's young. When he, re- when he recorded that. Killing it, leather suit. Yeah, the, he's destroying yeah. at that young of an age. You know, like, it's amazing how, like you said, he's a rock star. Yeah. How he just took off the way he did. And the fact that he hosted SNL while he was on SNL as a regular cast member. Right. You know, like nobody's ever done that. Yeah. Like, like nobody can touch Eddie Murphy when he is at the height of his popularity. Right. Like, that's the, that's like the measuring stick, I think. Yeah. And yeah. You know, on top of that, the dude practically single-handedly saved SNL. Mm-hmm. Because people forget, like you know, there was this period in between that original cast yeah. that everybody reveres, right? Which honestly, I'm gonna say it's not my yeah. cup of tea. It was like, the whack time, you know. But like the even that original cast, I oh. get why people like it, right? But it's before my time, right? And so anytime, like most like references that would have worked in the moment, don't for really sure. work on for me for sure, for um, sure. But like it's it's like now like I could look back at like the early '90s SNL right and still laugh because I get everything and that was a fucking sick cast also right and even then at the time people were talking about oh SNL was in a downswing when they had freaking Mike Myers and mm-hmm. Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman mm-hmm. and like they had an all star cast yeah see I disagree I like that time but, I like uh, but yeah that in between whack time yeah when they had. Some truly awful skits. Oh, yeah. It was bad. And they were, like, probably legitimately in danger of getting canceled. Probably. And then Eddie Murphy comes along, and he's this fucking 
comedic genius. Yeah, bam. And all of a sudden, it's like revamping the cast, and they kind of focused the show around Eddie Murphy for a yeah. while there, and he was just killing it with all, you know, just every, every skit he did. Right. And that really reinvigorated the show. And then he's just destroying it in stand-up and in movies. And then on top of that... Talking about like when we're saying talking about Slayer walking away, he just walked away from stand up, mm-hmm. top of his fucking game. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like, I don't need to do this anymore. So he never had like that bullshit special where you go like, oh my favorite comic, oh, yeah, he fell off, isn't isn't funny anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that Sam Kinison moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, any like like Saturday Night Live. For me, was that original cast? I was like five years old, mm-hmm. but like that doesn't mean I didn't see it because yeah. for whatever reason, man, ever since I was little, I was always about I would try anything and I wanted to see things. Like, I just want you know, yeah. whatever I was very interested to see anything I could see. And so I always stayed up late because that was the time when nobody could tell me what to do or what to watch or what, you know. Yeah. So I would always stay up late and I would always watch Johnny Carson. I would always watch um, Letterman, you know, uh, and I would watch SNL. But like like you said, I wasn't going to get a lot of those yeah. references, you know. I really liked kind of more... The, the chicks that were in that original mm-hmm. cast, like Gilda Radner yeah. and Jane Curtin, Lorraine Newman, yeah. then, then you know... Yeah, probably the, like some of the sillier shit, yeah, like the, the Coneheads. Totally, yeah. you know, that, that kind of shit. I didn't get, uh, you know, the political shit that they were talking yeah. about or anything like that. But by the time that Eddie Murphy came to Saturday Night Live, I was already like 13, yeah. you know? And, <clears throat> and I was just like, yeah... This dude, because, I mean, everything that he had was, like, quotable, you yeah. know? Like, we used to fucking try to do the, the James the James Brown character, you know? Yeah. Hot tub! It's gonna be hot! <laughs> you know, we do, uh, we do uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we do Velvet Jones. Do you yeah. remember Velvet Jones? Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Man, yeah, this is Velvet Jones. Yeah, I mean... Fuck, we love that shit, and we talk about it at school and everything like that. But we didn't know he did stand up. Yeah. In 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 real terms, we didn't really even know what stand up was. Yeah. Because the stand up that was on TV was still corny as shit for most of the, most of the time. Oh yeah, that it's that evening at the improv. Yeah. Fucking everybody's doing hacky shit right before the the you know, industry completely collapsed in on itself. Right. And it still hasn't, it's still never recovered from that. Yeah. It was, you know, it got bloated with sad, hacky acts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, stand-up wasn't the shit anymore. So now it's like, it flushed out all those hacks for the most part. Every once in a while, they still, they still pop up and talk about their glory days. Right. And it's like, oh man, you used to be able to just walk on into the comedy store and get a spot and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, hacks like you fucking ruined it for us. Like, we have to work that much harder now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, what, what happened then was that um, 
that at the same time, I became aware of, you know, I was already, like, listening to the comedy albums mm-hmm. and stuff. And and uh, when I was in Spain, it was a weird thing because, like, let's say, let's say you're in the military right now, right? Yeah. And you're stationed overseas. Well... You just stream whatever you want to watch. And yeah. You're not missing a, a beat, yeah. right? Well, back in those days, it was not like that at all, right? The Spanish TV had three or four channels, obviously in Spanish, yeah. right? They didn't give a fuck what was going on in the United States yeah. or anywhere else. Not like now, you know, yeah. where every the whole world is goes looks to the United States for entertainment. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the case then. And so, on the military base, uh, what they would do is they would have, like, these uh, tape-sharing things where people from the States would record a bunch of shit on videotapes, yeah. send them over, and then you'd trade them and watch yeah. them with, with whoever, you yeah. know? And my uncle got delirious, Right. And at the same time, he had also gotten that Eddie Murphy's first comedy album, which is similar to Delirious, but not exactly the same. It yeah. was like, well, he was still working on it. Yeah, I was actually listening to that at work the other day, yeah. uh, just to try to get in the headspace for this little bit. And yeah, there's bits that you could tell are kind of the, the proto bit for right. what Delirious ended up being. Right. Like he has a bit about his dad being drunk. Yeah, and talking shit, but it's very—it's not—it's not the same. It's not the as, same as yeah. what it ended up. Right, which was fucking amazing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but when uh, when I was over there, my good friend over there, Phil, Phil Sylvia, we would sit and watch that shit over and over mm-hmm. and over and laugh, and we had that shit like practically memorized, yeah. you know, and. I also, the album, I would more listen to it myself, you yeah. know, but, um, but, you know, one of the things, and I, I knew that this was going to be something that we'd have to get into, <clears throat> is that the, like the album, if you look at the track listing, it's got a track just called, called Faggots, Faggots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's just like, a reflection of the time. Yeah. You know? And that's and the thing about it is, like, you know me, man. Like, I don't really believe in words you can't say. Yeah. Because given the right circumstances, I'll say any of those words. Yeah. You know? But I do know that there's a price to be paid yeah. for those. And yeah. if you're gonna if if you're go put it this way. If you could go, you could go to Delirious, mm-hmm. and you could take out every time he says faggot, and replace it with gay dudes, mm-hmm. and none of that shit would be offensive. No, because it's just like you know, oh, there's there's a gay dude on the roof going woo woo yeah. woo woo. Gays would laugh at that. Yeah, you yeah, know, it'd still be funny, right? But he just says faggots. Yeah, that's the. The separating issue. Yeah. You know, no, that's just the, you know, society changes and right. what was once acceptable is, you know, now right. it's like, hey, we yeah. treat gay people like fucking human beings. Right. Who would have thought? And, and, <laughs> you know? And that's the thing, too, is that, uh, is that, like, 
when you talk about like let's say you were let's say you had a bit about um, a bunch of kids that were uh, like two kids that were getting into it with each other talking mm-hmm. shit and one of them was gay mm-hmm. and so the other one was just calling him a bunch of gay slurs and yeah. everybody was laughing that was watching and everything like that yeah. if you said something like that in the 80s mm-hmm. <clears throat> people could identify with that because they'd probably seen that happen yeah. it used to happen all the time you know yeah. just you know making fun of gays it yeah. happened all the time oh yeah so it's an accurate representation of what was going on Mm-hmm. Therefore, it makes you laugh because it remembers that time that you, that you saw it or that whatever whatever yeah. it was. But now, since that kind of thing doesn't happen, Not if really. you if you were to make a joke about it, it would be an inaccurate representation. Yeah. Therefore, not funny. Yeah, you know? and at that point, it's you know, there's that whole concept in comedy where you you don't really want to punch down. Right, right. Like anytime right. you have a group that's kind of marginalized or this and that, mm-hmm. like, and you're in a position of privilege, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, punch up. You fucking, you take your swings at the man. Right. Like, don't fucking step on people that are, that are already trying, being that, stepped on. You know, that are being stepped on. You're just right. fucking rubbing salt in a wound. Right. Where it's like, yeah, I fucking, when I was new, I think. I think every comic, when they're brand new, for some reason feels like they got to try to tackle some sort of fucked up issue mm-hmm. on stage and mm-hmm. see if they can make it funny. It's like a challenge. Right. And yeah, I fucking, I wrote like a rape joke. Mm-hmm. And like after a while, I kind of was like, is this really worth telling? Like, even if it's, even if I fucking crush with this joke. Mm-hmm. You know, and but there's a girl in the audience that had been raped before, and that triggers memories of that, and mm. she's upset. Like, at what point is getting laughs, you know, worth it? Like, right. And I, I know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, that's a bitch move. Like, you shouldn't be worried. Like, if you're getting laughs, then mm-hmm. it's, you know, you do it. But it's, a, you know, that's the only reason we do this. But at the same time, if you're getting laughs, like, but there's other people that could be really hurt by what you're getting laughed by. It's not fucking fun anymore, you know, because I, I'm a generally kind of a sensitive dude. Right. So if someone were to come up to me and say, hey, that joke you told, that really, 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 like, upset me. Like, and I'm not saying, like, oh, you said such and such. I'm so offended. It's just someone just trying to fucking virtue signal. Like, somebody that was legitimately, like... Right. It may force them to relive in their mind their rape or something like that. I'd be fucked up for the rest of the night. Like, I'd feel horrible. Right. So, like, jokes like that, I realize, like, you know, I can get laughs from a million other things. For sure. So I don't need this. For sure. And I see guys that when you tell them that, they're like, no, man, fuck that. I'm never going to censor my shit. It's like, you're just being a, you're just being stubborn at this point well you know like like i used to do i used to do um you know when i first started i used to do like a brand new 10 minutes mm -hmm. every time 
Yeah. But that's you know I, as far as I was concerned, they were all parts of my hour. Yeah. You well, know? that's what happens when you have short term memory. Right. Too. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I used to just do like you know uh, on on what on what was going on. You yeah. Know, what was you know, and I mean obviously here in San Diego, homelessness is outstanding. Yeah. You know it's I mean it's issue. it's just everywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, right here where we're at. Yeah. You have to walk, you know, you pretty much yeah. have to walk through a homeless camp. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I thought that it was um, appropriate mm -hmm. to address it. Yeah. You know, and it was not popular. But, you know, <laughs> because, like, I mean, like, I would, like, I would break it down to the point where, you know, uh, where I wouldn't, uh, where, you know, this is what I think when I see this type of a homeless person. And yeah. This is what I think when I see that type of a homeless person. Yeah. You know what I think when I see an Asian homeless person? Nothing. I don't see none. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Or if yeah. I see some Mexican lady homeless, I'm like, bitch, make some fucking tamales. You know, or so, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. That the whole I I broke it down among racial lines. I mm -hmm. broke it down like honestly, who I give money to more than others. Yeah, you know and shit like that. But at the end of the day, it was just like I felt like people they didn't want to hear about it. Yeah, they didn't want to like they. That's the kind of shit that they have to deal with as they yeah. go to work or leave work or whatever. And it's not really the type of shit they want to hear. In, in And especially because I'm not necessarily being, I mean, I'm not being mean to them, yeah. but I'm not being kind to yeah. them either. I'm just fucking with them like I fuck with everybody else. Yeah. But still in all, there's no need for it. Like I, yeah. I just found that it definitely didn't fly. It was yeah. It's at some point too. It's like if that shit just ain't working, right? Too like that's sometimes you know. There's comics that they can have a joke that never works and they never take it out of their set. Yeah, that's weird. You know, and it's like I know that it's like your weird personal favorite thing, right? But if it's never really worked, right. It's right. gotta go. Yeah. Like, and I'm. I mean, I know even some of my best shit that usually works. There'll be times where it just doesn't. Mm -hmm. But you gotta figure that's a different thing. Something's gotta hit like ninety percent of the time or above. You know. Yeah. If you're like got a a fifty fifty joke, like that's there's yeah. a fifty fifty chance that that just fucking becomes a lull in your set. Right. And like you want to derail you. Yeah. So eventually you. At least try and keep rewording it or this and that until it starts hitting as much as you want. Right. And then if it still doesn't, then it's, it's got to go. Well, there's <laughs> also those comics that, I mean, I've heard a million guys say it, mm -hmm. that I like to dig myself a little hole and then get out of it. You know, and yeah, I'm it's like, like, why? Eh, I'm not big on digging. <laughs> what, that, you know. Maybe I'm just fucking, maybe I'm a lazy comic or yeah. something, but maybe I would just prefer. To start off strong and then continue strong and then end strong. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be it's, it's, ideal. I, I know, like, yeah, look, everybody wants to challenge themselves, but, like, there, if there's a fucking audience there, yeah. why are you making them feel shitty right. just to give yourself a challenge? Yeah, Like, no. this isn't about, the, it's a very s selfish yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, you know, 
look how hard I can fucking bomb and then pull myself out. Yeah, no. And, so, and a lot of times you fucking don't because right. they already don't like you now. Yeah. They're not, they're predisposed to not liking you. Right. And they're not going to really change their minds anytime soon. You right. know, like if you start off like, I don't know, uh, getting super drunk and calling someone a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's been known to happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, that, that, uh, that was one of those things that uh, it was like I regretted it right away, <laughs> you know. But um, I mean, I never apologized for it. Yeah. Because I don't. I. That's another thing. That's a, a whole separate issue. Is that I don't believe, like whoever, whoever's yeah. in trouble today, right? And they're gonna lose their fucking show, or they're gonna lose. Uh, some sponsors or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. So they got to go on TV tomorrow and apologize. Yeah. It, it's fake. That shit is fake as fuck. Yeah. You know? They're not sorry they and, said it. They're sorry right. everybody got mad at them. Right. You know, and so what's the point? I won't yeah. do that. I won't, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I'll privately regret it on yeah. my own. But I mean, you yeah, won't know about you it. You can regret it. I mean, that's, yeah. we've all been there where the second we say something that you immediately yeah, like, wish you didn't do that. Oops. My most recent one was the time that I compared my wife to her mother. Ooh. Um, it just fucking, f- it fell out of my mouth. Ooh. The second it came out, I was like, no. Ooh. Because here's the thing. Um, her mom has this habit of, she she nags uh, Roxy's stepdad mm-hmm. a lot about mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And frankly, eh, he probably deserves it most of the time. Right. But one of the things she constantly nags him about is when she makes dinner she knows he's going to put a bunch of fucking salt on it, a bunch of fucking pepper on it, some fucking sauce or something on it. Yeah. And it chaps her ass when he does it because he never tries, and most of the time he doesn't try to eat it before First. tasting it. Right. And then seeing if it needs anything else on there. Right. And uh, my wife had made dinner. She made um, like chicken tacos or something. Yeah. Because we're eating healthy now. And... Um, She's like, hey. Don't I, you love when we decide to do something? I No, you know what? No. I decided to do it along with her All because right. I was getting fat as fuck. Okay. So I've lost like 20 pounds over the well, last couple go. months. I, but, I noticed you're looking svelte. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, so, so she is like, hey, um, I already put some lemon on the chicken. So taste it before you go adding extra lemon or whatever on right. it. And then I just went, okay, Tammy. Uh-oh. And she just laser eyes. And that's when I was like, I immediately regret this decision. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, the thing is, is I started laughing, which didn't help because my wife has this habit of she'll say some fucking funny shit when she's mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm not supposed to laugh. And I even told her, I'm like, yo, after, uh, afterwards, I'm like, babe, if you're going to be mad at me, that's fine. But you can't be saying, like, funny shit. Right. And, cause, and it wasn't like she says ridiculous off-the-wall things and I'm just laughing at her losing her mind. No, it right. was literally, I went to apologize and uh, we had been at something earlier, so I still had my, uh, um, like my little pass sticker oh, yeah, that yeah. I had to put on. And she's just like, get away from me with your 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 fucking stickered and <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then I laugh and then she's madder and then I'm like, oh damn it. 
Right. And we managed it to, to work through that, obviously. Right. But I immediately, it's, that's, that's the one thing I did apologize. I'm right. not going to stick to my guns on that one with right. my wife. And oh, like, I don't apologize for Oh, that's different. Oh, no, yeah. I apologize to Lonnie all the time. <laughs> that's a different thing. That's yeah. like... Uh, that's like the that's like my how what's the quickest way out of this, you know, um, procedure, and then well, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah well, for I mean, sure. for me, it's yeah. Obviously, it's what's the quickest way out of this. But there's also the fact that I don't know about, um, you know, I, I feel women are really good at it. You know, when you apologize at some point, it's like they're gonna test you on why you're apologizing. Oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. Oh and what. Why? What are you sorry for? Right. And if you just say, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just makes it worse because right. then they know you're just fake apologizing now. Yeah. If I say, uh, I was very dumb. I should not have compared you to your mother. Right. I knew that that wasn't going to go well. It just was a reflex. Yeah. And I'm very, very sorry. That's going to go by like, I don't know. I just want you to be quiet. <laughs> See, I'm an old veteran at saying shit that gets me in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I know how to talk my way out of it. Like I even Like, I know how to make it to where I didn't really exactly say what you thought I said. What I said was, you know, something yeah. slightly different that is totally not as So bad. what you're doing is you're admitting on our podcast right now that you're an expert at gaslighting all your women. Well, if, if need be. If need <laughs> if be. Need I would be. rather not. I would rather not. because I'd I, rather know, not emotionally yeah. manipulate my, my girlfriend. But if it gets me out of my situation. Right. I'm not Sometimes it is necessary. Now, back to Eddie. Back to Eddie Rabbit, so you read my mind. Right. So, uh, then then it was Raw, right? Yeah. And Raw was sick also. Like, to me, it wasn't as funny as Delirious, well, but it was still right there in the I ballpark. Think, I think it really boils down to Delirious being the first one. Right. If you switch the order, if Raw was the first special, excluding the time he calls back to Delirious. Right. If Raw was the first special, I think people probably say that Raw was the better one. Yeah. Because what it is, is that, like I said, they're in the same ballpark. A lot of the the bits are kind of similar. Right. So, like, he goes back to, like, he, you know, to his dad and stuff. And, you know, he's, you know, he's got his his rant about, Mm -hmm. you know, Christmas and presents and you know, we ate the toys, Eddie. Yeah. We ate the fucking toys. Yeah, like, yeah right, you right, know, right. You know, it's like we had to wear the toys. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's funny, but it's not quite as funny as when the first time he does the, the bit introduction and it, of the character. And it's, yeah. You know, his dad drunk at the cookout. Right. Going off on his right. brother. Goony goo goo. Goony goo goo. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? Exactly. She's a fucking Bigfoot. Yeah, she's a Bigfoot. Isn't she Gus? Yeah, she's a Bigfoot Gus. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, she can't fucking... She can't She can't go downstairs, but she can climb the fuck out of a tree. Yeah. Can't she, Gus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, at that same time, he started making movies, mm-hmm. right? He did, like, 48 Hours. Yeah, another Beverly Hills Cop. And those were kind of... He was, like, the first kind of action comedy guy because yeah. he was like it was their comedies but he was also like running and jumping over yeah. shit and shit like that so he, he was like a cry and i think that's where like the real money came from oh yeah you know because from uh, every once in a while for whatever reason on twitter like once a week i see this picture 
And it's Eddie Murphy overlooking Paris mm-hmm. eating steak off some model. <laughs> right? And they just, I don't know why it always comes up on my fucking timeline. <laughs> but I've seen that picture a million times. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was baller shit in, yeah. in, at that time, you know. And um, and he had his entourage, you know. He had, uh, he had Arsenio. You know, yeah. he had like his, you know, his his uh, minions and everything. And then it was around that time that that thing happened. And this is this is something that I gather from uh, from listening to other podcasts and listening to other people who kind of know the situation or whatever. But as you know, yeah, if you fucking do something embarrassing, yeah, in in whichever way. And the comedians around you know it. Mm-hmm. They're never going to let you forget that shit. Yeah. You know? So you're going to get capped on whether it's because you stole a joke, whether it's because you, you know, got drunk on stage and called somebody a faggot or, <laughs> you know, what, whatever the case yeah. might be. Well, Eddie Murphy got pulled over with a transvestite yeah. hooker in his car. Yep. Right? And I guess there was somebody trying to explain it away. I was just giving her a ride. Yeah. I thought it was a girl, whatever, whatever, whatever. But from from my understanding, that had a big reason why he walked away from stand-up. Mm. Because he didn't want to be in the clubs and have people talking shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, well, he definitely... Um, Got kind of a, an ego and like a, a sensitivity about that shit. Like mm-hmm. when he was like, he thought of himself as like, you know, SNL's golden goose back in the day. Right. So when David Spade capped on him right. in a weekend update one time, he had a fucking meltdown. Yeah. And like called him up and cussed him the fuck out and was like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. If it weren't for me, this show would have been dead years ago. Yeah. How dare you, you right. know, make a joke about me? Don't you know I'm off limits? Like right. that kind of thing. Like there's supposedly this unwritten rule that you right. don't make fun of Eddie Murphy on SNL. Yeah. And that's why he got, he refused to fucking associate with SNL for years yeah. and years and years and years after that. I think it was only recently he it was on the what the anniversary right. special. Yeah. He showed up to do that. He finally buried that hatchet. Yeah. But I, apparently it even took like David Spade calling and apologizing to wow. him again. Like he was Yeah. He was lit about right. that. So. Also too, like when you're when you're on stage to a certain extent, it's a persona, mm-hmm. but then to another certain extent, it's you, right? Well, yeah. And Eddie Murphy used to talk about quite a bit about like fighting and kicking people's ass. Yeah. You know, so that becomes part of you to where now you're the dude who like if you get challenged and so you have to. You have to fight. Yeah, yeah. you have to fight. You have to step up or whatever. So he probably got a lot of. Uh, uh, pressure, you yeah. know. In in a sense, it's it's almost the same way because like um, I think it was I guess it was in the first podcast we talked about that Colin Dodge thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I failed to say at that time was that you know how like he said what he can't take a joke or whatever or whatever. 
I can take a joke. Yeah. And especially from people that I know and like, yeah. not so much from people that I don't know, or especially not from people that I don't like. Yeah. Right? But the thing is, is that, like, on my Facebook page or whatever, it's an eclectic mix of motherfuckers. Yeah. There's comedians on there. There's gangsters on there. Yeah. There's And, if and like, if one of my gangster friends sees something like that, yeah, he's going to be, like, calling me saying, let's go get this fool. Yeah. You know? And so, therefore, to avoid shit like that, I have to respond in yeah. that way that I did, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. But I'm sure that I'm sure that Eddie was probably dealing with some kind of shit like that yeah. at that time, you know? Because again, probably in 2018, if you get pulled over by, I mean, Jim Norton talks about his experiences with transgenders yeah. all the time. It doesn't seem to be hurting his career yet. Yeah. You know, then again, you know, he, he never played the the macho character yeah. that Eddie Murphy Yeah, played. like if he he can afford to to lean into that a little bit. Right. Like if and at the time period that that went down with Eddie Murphy, whether or not he was fucking around with the transgender or transvestite whichever, whatever I don't know like I do not know what the prostitute identified as whatsoever right, right. so back I then it was probably just a chick with a dick yeah so it's like <laughs> you know I don't want to I don't want us to be the the, <laughs> the transphobic podcast right yeah I no. have trans I have transgender friends and it's like you know not to get on a tirade about that but that's right. one thing that annoys me when people are always like they insist on you're a guy you're a fucking guy. Just admit it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what, what do you fucking care? And it right. really is because it's like, you know, if I can call a friend of mine that I've known since I was a freshman in high school, mm -hmm. her, mm -hmm. when she made her transition, you can fucking do the same. If you can call fucking Sean Combs Puff Daddy because he wants to be called Puff Daddy, you can call <laughs> you know. You can call a ch you know you can call you know what? someone what they want to be called by. It's just that respect. But honestly, I think it really stems from they have to assert like, no, you're a man or this and that because right. they're they're afraid if they're attracted to a transgender that means they're gay. Right. And I've seen some transgender chicks that like, unless somebody told me, yeah, I would never have known. Right. And I had to just be like, oh, that chick was cute. And like when right. I found out, oh, that chick was born a man, it's like, well, she looks like a hot chick now, so yeah. I'm, pr I'm probably not gay because I'm not attracted to men. <laughs> yeah. See, to the best of my knowledge, I've never, I've never seen an attractive transgender woman in person. Yeah. Okay. Now like I've now, seen him on video. Like, yeah. Like, I've been on the internet a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I've seen Bailey J. Yeah. Well, they have like those those. Uh, I think it's Korean lady boys oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Man, I mean, they look like chicks. Yeah. You know, and well, I guess they are chicks or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I know that they exist. Yeah. I just have never seen yeah. one up well, close. Well, that's the thing is that people act like it's a trap. That they're trying right. to trap straight men. It's like, no, they're just trying to live out their life as they want to live it out. It's not, right. It's not a, you know, this evil right. plot by him, which is, Chappelle got shit on for that because he made a bit, he, in one of his more recent specials, he had right. a bit about how transgender 
uh, women were just try, gay dudes trying to trick men. Okay. It's like let's go. Yeah, let's I, go trick some straight dudes into fucking us. Like, right. I think I think I saw that one. Yeah. Um. I. You know. Though. For whatever reason, I didn't like the um, the marketing of those coming out so close together because you couldn't really concentrate on one. I yeah. think I watched all four. Well, they came like, out at like the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched all four within like two days. It's like, what are you, fucking Guns N' Roses? Right. Releasing two albums on the same day? Yeah, so I so <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, there was a lot of really good shit on there. Yeah. No, but I just didn't think they were very cohesive. Yeah. Um, and that one I knew was going to be an issue. I, as soon I was watching it knowing Going like, uh, that, oh yeah, this is gonna be something, you know. And, and at the same time, I was laughing. So you know, that's the thing is what's a little frustrating about when you see people report on some of these these controversies with comics mm-hmm. and this and that is all content gets context gets thrown right out the window, right? And you know, you they ignore the fact that you know when they say, oh, Dave Chappelle said this, right? And they make it sound like he's he was just like I hate transgender people to an audience of horrified people. Right. He's saying it in a he's telling a joke in a club and everybody laughed. Right. Like the, right. The, yeah. You know, and that always annoys me because people like they love. They, I I don't know. I I don't like to use this whole term social justice warrior too mm-hmm. much because I think it kind of it gets overused by a lot of like ridiculous right wingers and shit like that. But right. there are a group of liberals, which I identify as pretty liberal, um, that seem like they got nothing better to do than just try to police comedy. Yeah. You know, and it's like of all the fucking shit that's out there hurting the world, you're worried about jokes. Like right. and I understand some jokes can hurt. Like I said, I've changed jokes and got rid of them because of that. But at the same time, there the person's not coming from a hurtful place. Right. They're not trying to hurt people. They're right. trying to make people laugh. I mean, and you could. You could, like, like, let's say, for example, if you were, um, if you were in, in some, uh, some alt-right group, yeah. right, who really, really, really just hate gays, yeah. right, you could definitely write a, a comedy routine bashing gay yeah. that would make all those people laugh. Yeah. You know? And it would have a harmful intent. Well, yes. You know? Now, here's the thing. That's where... This is where I, I like to say that this is where I say that, you know, conservative comedy fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> because, more, you know... Um, it's the fact that a lot of it does come that from that hurtful place. Right. And whereas... You know, I've said some shit in my time that I probably wish I could take back, but at least I fucking wrote it well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. like there's a hurtful intent, and the some of that comedy, it's literally just I'm gonna say a fucking shitty thing, and then when someone gets mad, say it was a joke. Right. Like you, like it would just be. It's like walk. If I walked up to some stranger on the street mm-hmm. and just like threw an end bomb at them. Right. And then when they're getting ready to punch me in the fucking face, be like, oh, hey, I was just joking. Right, right, These right. are just jokes. Right. And it's, I'm still going to get knocked the fuck out. Right. Because you don't, it's not a joke at, you know, you're, you're just saying horrible things and then trying to say you're joking to avoid the backlash. From right. It. So that's where I take issue. There are people that try to use 
it was a joke as it like it's some sort of force field right. that you're not allowed to criticize them anymore or get mad. Right. And you know what? You know, you you knew what you're doing. You're being yeah. shitty. There was no punchline. There was no Right. You know, it's and, just like, hey, you know what? Brown people are different than me, and I don't like that, and that's weird. Hey, I was just joking. Right. <laughs> you know the thing that's unfortunate about that? The thing that's unfortunate about that is uh is that like if you make a movie, right? And somewhere in the movie you make fun of a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Whatever who whoever they might be, right? But it's definitely offensive to those people. Yeah. Okay? Well, the person watching the movie, some people might get mad at the character mm-hmm. who said that yeah. in the movie. Some people might even get mad at the actor who plays the character. Yeah. Okay? Then you got the, the the director and the producer. Yeah. And some people won't even never even figure out who the fucking writer is. Yeah. You know, that's... And they'll get lost before yeah. they get to... So, it all fucking kind of dissipates, right? When you're a comic, it's just you. It's just you. And they <laughs> know that you made it up, that you thought it was funny, that yeah. you decided to say it on stage, and you're still that's, standing there. That's the slightly nerve-wracking thing about comedy, though, because it's different from other stuff. Like, if you're in a band... Mm-hmm. And you go on stage and you play a song and the audience doesn't like it. Right. And you're just like, ah, oh, this sucks. It hurts but that they don't like my song. Right. If you're a comic and you go on stage and you eat a dick, yeah. they don't, don't like, like you. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, that's true. And it's, they don't like you as a human being. Right. Because especially if you're at a comedy club, no motherfucker goes to a comedy show trying not to laugh. Yeah. They generally, they want... Well, it always seems like there's at least one. Well, yeah, someone got <laughs> drugged there. But usually if you go to you go to a club, you're performing for an audience in a club. Everybody yeah. came there to watch comedy. Yeah. Everybody came there to have a good time. Right. Everybody came there to laugh. So their default setting towards you when you walk onto that stage and mm. shake the host's hand and grab that microphone is, I want to like this person. Yeah. I want them to make me laugh. Right. And then when you fuck that up, you know, yeah. they're, you they, know, they're not quick to forgive that. No, they're not. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, especially that's like, you know, that's why I don't like doing bar shows as much anymore. Cause those, those people are generally not there for the comedy. Right. You know, so you got to work extra hard on that. And I've done very good in bars, but you right. got to work pretty hard to even just get their attention first. Right. And then you get got, you know, comics that. They they feel like their every word they say is sacred. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I am a wordsmith. Oh yeah. How yeah, yeah, yeah. dare you not watch my art right. while I am performing it? Right. So they are like, you know, someone went to the bar to have fun with their friends, and now yeah. the jukebox is turned off, and now the TV is turned off, and now some dickhead confiscated right. all the cue balls for the pool table. Right. And that's not what we fucking came here and for. And now we're stuck. Or God right. forbid someone puts on a show at a restaurant where you came with your kids to right. eat fucking spaghetti and now you got some dude telling dick jokes. Right. Like, right. So there's varying levels of that too. You know what else kind of I think makes, um, I say I think because I'm not positive about this, mm-hmm. but another thing that makes Eddie Murphy kind of unique is he's the first guy that I ever saw 
discuss that type of shit on stage. Mm. You know, he discusses that that Cosby fucking got on his shit for being too fucking dirty. Yeah. You know, that that people didn't like the, this and that bits that he did. Yeah. And, you know, and what advice he got from Richard Pryor who yeah. told him, fucking tell them, fucking, <laughs> yeah. have a coconut smile, shut the fuck up. Did people laugh? Yeah. Tell them to have a coconut smile, shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so that's another thing that, like, I mean... He, he kind of <laughs> was the first to, like, well, not the, I mean, Richard yeah. Pryor was the first dude who showed you his life. Yeah. Right? It's, and then Eddie Murphy was kind of the first dude to kind of show you his Facebook life. Yeah. Before there was Facebook. Well, he's you know? like, well, he's self-referential and stuff at that point. Like, yeah. once he's doing Raw, like you said, he's calling back to his previous To his old shit, yeah. talking about the reaction Right. That people had to Delirious. Right. And like you said that, you know, um, Michael Jackson was pissed off at him. Yeah. And shit like that. Yeah. And that, that's still one of my favorite bits, yeah. though. It's like, hey, man, uh, Michael Jackson's pissed off at you. So? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I ain't a badass, but I'm pretty sure I could whip Michael's ass. Right. And, you know, and that's something that very few people could probably ever do because he's referencing something as if, you know what? I know all you motherfuckers saw this. Yeah. So you all know what I'm talking yeah. about because everybody saw Delirious. You know. And before that, nobody could do that because nobody could call back to their previous album as if everyone had heard it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's where it's kind of funny now is you see that a little bit more. Like, you see Kevin Hart doing that. Yeah. You know, where he calls back to some of his right. other shit. And Which like, I wouldn't get it because I didn't see you it. You didn't watch it. Yeah. Or, I like, this last one, I saw the one before... This last one. Yeah. Well, what gets, okay. you know, what gets me actually is, um, I think that's probably, you know, I don't want to shit on Kevin Hart. I, I like quite a bit of his stuff, but right. once a comic becomes the superstar comic, mm -hmm. I slowly start losing interest mm -hmm. because they're getting that much more removed from the grind. Oh and yeah. When they were of in the shit. You know, and you know, I'm glad they fucking got out of it, and they're making millions, and they're thriving. But when you got Kevin Hart talking about Shaq being in the audience and how he's friends with Shaq and all these other dudes, like I can't relate to that shit anymore. Right. And he's, I mean, he's got to work extra hard to to really make me laugh at that because you know it's one thing like Eddie Murphy talking about his drunk dad at the cookout. Mm -hmm. Everybody can relate to the drunk fuck up. Right, you not know, everybody the family knows Shaq. That ruins the fucking, that ruins the barbecue or something. But not ever, yeah, like I said, not everybody hangs out with Shaq. Right. And it's kind of more and more like when you start referencing that. And I understand you're still, you're talking about your life, but your life is so much different now than everybody else. It's, you got to really bring it back there. And, you know, even totally. like with Eddie, he was talking about how, you know, Multiple celebrities were pissed off at his special. Mm -hmm. So it was still funny. It's, you know, it's cool that, you know, he talked about how he became friends with this comedy hero. Right. And at the same time, it's still funny talking about, like, you know, and Michael Jackson's pissed at him and Mr. T's pissed off at him. Right. And how he's like, yeah, with Michael, he's not worried. But when someone said Mr. T's looking for you, he's like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, you know, shit. Where the fuck anymore for yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we're the... Straight up fucking the ass jokes. Yeah, because that was where he got. Yeah. Like, mm, mm. Yeah. 
Mr. T getting fucked in the ass. Right. Now, is getting fucked in the ass still funny? Oh, it still is to me. Depends on who's getting fucked in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who's getting fucked in the ass and who's doing the fucking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, when I grew up, like, okay, like, let's say, uh, let's say this was 80, um, 85, 86. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just got back <clears throat> and, uh, and I met this dude. He was my friend Lenny's friend. His name was Alex Maycott. He's dead now. Yeah. Uh, but he was a uh, he was a smart ass man. He liked yeah. to talk shit, you know. And he was a funny guy. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't fucking. You know, he he was the first guy who I ever heard say, "I'll fuck you in the ass." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, what? And the, I mean, literally the first time that I ever fucking met this dude, he said that to me. Yeah. And I fucking grabbed him by the neck and hung him over a bridge, <laughs> you know? And my friend Lenny's like, hey, dude, he's just kidding. He's just kidding, dude. You know, and I'm like, nah, man, you don't fucking, you know. Yeah. At that time, it was just like, that's not fucking something. You're fucking assailing my masculinity, oh yeah. boy, you know, or whatever, whatever. Like three or four years later, I'm joking about the same yeah. shit, you know. But at the time, that was some cutting edge shit. Yeah, right? yeah. I was just like, and I didn't get it, you know. So yeah, man, it was the, again the time. It was like, it was because it had just gotten done being shocking. Yeah. That's why it was funny because it was yeah. fucking shocking. Yeah. You know, to talk about you know fucking anal sex it wasn't like now like yeah. now it's like uh now, now I, it, yeah now i dare you to find porno without it right and, <laughs> it's and, fucking yeah yeah it's like god forbid you go into the comments yeah it's just if it's a non-anal scene it's a bunch of guys really angry yeah you know and, and, and there's and there's uh and there's like you know i mean there's ass jokes on facebook oh yeah. you know your aunt might fucking make one you know you know oh, i mean god, yeah. not your aunt probably but you know uh, like like I like I always say uh, nowadays, if you're born today, yeah, your grandma's gonna have tattoos. Oh yeah, you know it's one of those things oh, yeah. that if you're you know, born today at this point. You yeah, know, your grandma's eating ass. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So there you go. So yeah, so so that's one of those things where it's gone from where it was so shocking that you talk shit about it. That now it's like so passe that the people that do it are no longer, you're not supposed to make fun of them. Yeah. That, and it's like, and if you're still telling that joke, it's like, you're out of it now. You're fucking happy. You're done. Yeah. You need to update your shit. Update your shit. That's that's what happens to all comedy eventually. Like, if you're not keeping current, like, you're just going to fade away, and at some point, people are going to be like, that's not funny anymore. Right. And then it's, instead of, it's easier for them to blame the audience, and they're like, oh, kids are, you know, the audiences are too sensitive these days. It's like, times have changed. Yeah. Maybe people just don't think that's funny like they used to. Right. Write something else new. Think of something new to make people laugh and figure it out, you know? Right. But uh, my question for you is, like, we're, so you, we should probably get closer wrapping this up. What about Eddie Murphy, you think, really is made him so funny to you? I think that, um, number one, 
he was young. Yeah. Like, for some reason, when when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I mean, all those dudes were funny, but they were old. Yeah. You know, and they, they just weren't like... You're not really connecting with Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy was, I mean, closer to my age, talking about stuff that, you know, that... Uh, that I went through, you know, mm-hmm. I went through uh, not having money at the ice cream man came, yeah. and other motherfuckers did, you know, and it so it was like ghetto stuff and young stuff and stuff that was, you know, up my alley. Yeah, you know, I I, I think that's what, uh, and and it was also like like for example, if I saw, um, let's say a Richard Pryor special, yeah, right. And then I went to school and tried to tell those jokes. You're in the principal's office. Yeah, and, 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 and probably not too many of the other kids will be laughing. Yeah. You know, unless they're really sophisticated, you know. Yeah. But with Eddie Murphy, it was like, kids would laugh at all that shit, yeah. you know. And you could, I mean, if you really, it, it would be almost like if you memorized a, a good chunk of... Um, of delirious, yeah. and you took that shit to school. It would be just as like yeah. if you were doing magic tricks. Yeah, you're the you funniest know? kid in school. Now. Yeah, yeah, you that's, know. You know, that's for me. I mean, um, in high school and middle school, it seemed to be like the funniest guy you knew was the guy that memorized the most Simpsons jokes. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's who you learned that. But at the same time, you know, now it's like it's street jokes basically. But that's how you learn how to be funny, right? By re- telling other people's jokes right. and you've you know some people never get by that and they just steal other people's jokes at, right. at an open mic but that's where you learn what your sense of humor is and how to craft jokes and this and that right. so later that's why i always get like throws me off when you see someone that does stand up that are just so fucking terrible mm-hmm. that it's like you've seen comedy before right how are how can you observe all of this out there, and think that that is and what thought you that do. that was fucking funny. Yeah, like there's this gal who I won't name that uh, I see. She's actually uh, sort of she's in San Diego. I've never seen her anywhere, mm. but I see her in this group, the this Facebook group I'm in. It's like Facebook comedy writers, mm-hmm. and she writes some of the most whack jokes I've ever seen. And she'll put them up there and be like, you know, uh, tips. And it's like fucking stop writing jokes. Like yeah. there's there's shit that doesn't have like a punchline. It's just like right. The entrepreneur Kylie Jenner is coming out with a new lip gloss. It's called How to Make Your Man Happy. The shade is slut pink. Oh jeez, that's the joke. Now here's the thing. I showed this to my friend Umbretta because she sent me a similar joke by the same gal. <laughs> and it was, Kylie Jenner doesn't have a shade of lip gloss for virgins. What color? What would be the color? White? Oh, jeez. And that's like, so I'm like, no, here's here's her other with a similar setup that's just as bad. Right. And it's like, how are you that terrible? <laughs> right. Like, we have... You know, I've seen comics talk about See, now that we should be like we're in a, a situation where there should be like a generation of like super comics coming out that not only have they been grown up with 
decades of stand-up comedy to watch, but mm-hmm. with all of the resources we have, they can just consume and yeah. watch on demand insane amounts of comedy and just kind of figure out their shit even right. quicker. Right. You know, but and 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 you know, in in a sense, I mean, obviously, we're we're in that we're in the in the craft and in the age where it is just so looked down upon to steal anything, yeah. right? But when you're starting out, I I don't see anything wrong with, you know, emulating someone who yeah. inspired you. Oh well, yeah. You know, and and kind of and you know what, and for me a lot of a lot of uh I probably get some of my cadence from Eddie, from yeah. from Richard Pryor, from you know, just um, my way of talking. Yeah. You know, uh, what I think sounds cool. Yeah, probably I, I get from them. Oh know? yeah, when I first started, um, my delivery and cadence was very uh, Louis C.K. Okay, I could see he why was, he was my my favorite. Right. one at the time right and I was kind of emulating him a little bit in man so you had Cosby and Louis <laughs> Louis Woo! fucking hurt man <laughs> that was the <laughs> one that I was like I was like when those rumors started coming around I'm like please yeah. tell him that that one too it's like yeah. why does every comedy hero of yeah. mine turn out to be a scumbag but um you know but that's even Eddie talked about when he first started comedy when he was a kid he just talked like Richard Pryor. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, just he just about talked taking about a shit. Yeah, but yeah. it was all just about taking a shit because he was, a, you know, 10 and that's all he, all he knew. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's you. I think everybody starts out kind of emulating their heroes and hopefully you get beyond that. Right. You get your own you voice. You get and, your own voice. There's yeah. some guys out there that I remember, like, for the longest time that just is like, especially here in San Diego, mm-hmm. like, it's like, okay. I don't need another Mitch Hedberg knockoff to watch. Right. You know, or, you know, you see a couple of comics that, you know, have come through the system here where it's like, you're just kind of doing Dave Chappelle. Right. But not as good as Dave Chappelle. Right. He's Dave Chappelle. He's Dave Chappelle and you're not. (laughs) You you know, if you continue down this path, you're just going to be. Yeah. Uh, a dollar store Dave Chappelle. Yeah, versus, and you're gonna suffer by the comparison. You know, versus just you know the bomb at what you are. Right. And for me, that's like I've I think I kind of figured out my own shit along the way because I learned how to talk about more things in my life and you know not try to have the same speech pattern as Louis C.K. Right, right, right. And so I have my own more unique. Right, and you delivery do. on stage. You know, and now. and and I think like. When you do that, you can shoot for the goal, which is my goal, which is like on every show I'm on, I want somebody there to think that I was the funniest dude. Yeah. Hopefully all of them, <laughs> but that's not realistic. Yeah. But somebody there should think I was the best dude. Yeah. And if they don't, then I'm probably not good enough to be on there. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of Dave Chappelle, and we'll wrap up on this, um, we had the uh, opportunity in our in the last few years to watch a dude be at the top of his game and killing it. Yeah. And then walk away. Mm-hmm. And then we were wondering, 
what's it gonna be like if he comes back? Yeah. Is he gonna kill? Is he gonna suck? Is he gonna yeah. have to, you know, whatever, whatever? And then Dave came back. Yeah. Right. And some people think, oh man, he's just as good as he ever was. Some people think, well, he's different now, yeah. you know. It took me a minute just to get used to fucking seeing him look different like, like that. Like all big and <laughs> Yeah, he didn't look the same. It was weird. You yeah. know, then I got used to it and whatever, yeah. and, and I thought it was good. A lot of people have been talking about, oh, you know, is Eddie Murphy going to ever come back and do stand-up? Hmm. If he did, what do you think it would be like? You know, um, I you know I it's hard to it's really hard to imagine it at yeah. this point because he went so family friendly for so long. Right, he's not gonna have that same rock star energy he right. had. Right, and I think he kind of said all he had to say in with Delirious and Raw as right. far as specials went. I don't think it would be bad. Right. I don't think it would be, you know, not funny, but I mean, even fuck, like Cosby came back for a minute and had that special before yeah. the hammer drop and it was all right. Right. But, you know, it's, it wasn't as, as good as his previous yeah. work. I think Eddie Murphy, you know, his talent, he was such like lightning in a jar mm -hmm. and you can't always recapture that because yeah. it was the perfect storm of him being young and having that energy. Right. And, you know, with him in, you know, his, like, what, late 50s yeah. at this point? Like, yeah. it's not the same thing anymore. Yeah, like, it isn't. Um, I think that the saving grace would be, this is, I was going to say, actually, before, like, the main reason I ended up really, really, really enjoying Eddie Murphy as a, as a stand-up when I finally watched it is the fact that He's an amazing comedic actor. Right. So when he's, you know, when he's doing a stand-up bit, I mean, he has his delivery. Yeah. But he has so many characters. Right. And, and voices, voices. And faces. And, and, yeah. and act-outs and this and that. Then mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he, you know, if he didn't have that, if it was just Eddie Murphy talking like Eddie Murphy and saying all that shit... That his dad sang mm -hmm. at the cookout. Right. It won't be as funny. Right. But the fact that he's got this character of his drunk dad right. ranting and raving right. about, you know, his his sister in law being a Bigfoot. Yeah. Yelling at the kids uh, for never picking up the dog shit. It's like it's a coffee table now, Eddie. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> like and that's the thing, it's all those jokes, like they're so memorable because they're so well written. And they're fun to repeat because they're all characters. Right. You know, like if, you know, the, Eddie, mm -hmm. Eddie, I yeah. do not like how you treat yeah, me, Eddie. Treat me like I want half. You yeah. treat me like animal. <laughs> it's right. not, it wouldn't be as funny without that character. Right. And I don't think he, unless he just completely lost his, it entirely, he would still have that right. in his back pocket. Yeah. Um, See, I think he would, I think... It would either be great mm -hmm. or he wouldn't put it out. That's, you know? Yeah. So that would be that that would be the thing. It like if you heard, oh Eddie's recording a special, 
and then you never heard nothing about it again. You know it was whack. You know it was it was just whack or subpar. Yeah. It wasn't you know. And if once I once I heard it's coming out, mm-hmm. I would think, oh, this is gonna be the shit. Yeah. You know, and I, I would yeah. hope I would hope that it would be at least like you know um, better than Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you, you, um, yeah. It would have to. I, I couldn't. I don't see any way that it wouldn't be. Yeah. And given that the that's the marketplace right now, I mean, you know, I mean, he doesn't need money. Yeah. That's see, that's another thing too. Is is um, like all of us need money. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is fucking. This business is a need money yeah. fucking business. So it's all. I think it's kind of like you said earlier. It's a different. You go into a different realm yeah. when you don't. When you are friends with Shaq, yeah. And also when you don't need money, you don't yeah. need to be doing this. When you, you don't, don't need any more money. Yeah. So if for some reason it did come out like Eddie Murphy's gonna do a stand-up special, right? I would be excited because that means it's something he felt like he wanted to do, right? And felt like you know what, I have something to say, right? And. I feel like I can make something great. You know and, he's been writing for years. And, he, and that would be for, and he'd be doing it for him. Yeah. It's not like when you get those comics that are fucking broke still yeah. and, you know, maybe they had that fame and now they're like, you know, like, look at, you know, Dat Fan. Yeah. He peaked way too early. Right. He won, you know, America's got, not America's, uh, last comic standing. Right. When he didn't even have a headliner set yet. Right. He peaked way too early with that. And he's a very nice guy. I've worked with him. I've mm-hmm. done shows with him. But now he he still has to do it. And it's like, I don't think he hates comedy or anything. But I don't think he loves it. Right. And he's in this situation now where it's just recruiting a bunch of new-ass comics to sell tickets to see Dat Fan. Right. Yeah. You know? And Well, if you're... If you're... See, it's one of those things, man. It, it's like there's a lot of jobs where you think, okay, I've got this down, mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted, and I don't have to do shit no more. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm just get to sail to the end now. Yeah. Comedy's never going to be one of those no. things. No. <laughs> you have to, and, and you have to want to yeah. make shit up all the time, you yeah. know? I fucking make shit up all the time. That's it. It's just like, but I did that before. Yeah. I even you know. So it's one of those things where, uh, where it's like, it's either built into you or or it's not. But it's it's something that either keeps moving or it dies. Yeah. It, it it you can't have both ways. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, in my mind, I'm a hundred percent positive that Eddie Murphy's got a fat-ass notebook full of funny shit right now. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of whether or not he ever is going to do anything He feels like he it. needs to. You know? Now that's and other, Eddie, yeah. if you don't want that shit, send it over to Big Frog <laughs> Comedy at fucking gmail.com and I'll make sure it gets out there. Yeah. One way or the other. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right, <laughs> man. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Hit the Light podcast with Mike and Big Frog. Until the next one, we're out. Go, go, go.